We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Sitting here yelling. (laughs) Me and Joe, we're getting ready for uh, the show. Not our first choice of show. Oh, come on. TBH. (laughs) But uh, we're going to go through with it anyway. uh, Beamers and Beamer on WBEM. Brian Mazeroski and Joe Beamer here inside the icebox. And we're getting ready uh, to bring you what is... Joe, it's fitting because this is probably what the inside of one of these cobblestone buildings right now feels like. Probably. The the abandoned, no heat. Um, (laughs) Because let me tell you, that thing is making a noise... I don't feel the it's effects going. of that space heater at it's, all. You know, it's like the little, little engine that could. We're asking them to push the entire train over that mountain. That, this is the it's coldest trying. it's been this year. I think I can. I think I can. All right. Um, we are looking at what's going on downtown. And, Joe, uh, there's two. I think it's very interesting because of the proximity of these two buildings that we're talking about. The preservation debate. We've talked endlessly on this show about the Great Northern Grain Elevator. Oh my Take gosh. it down. What should happen? I'm sick of it, too. But it's uh, it's back again. Uh, earlier this week, a court said, yeah, just like keep taking it down, and it, it'll be taken. I mean, it's already pretty much gone. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It's, it, would, it would be hard to look at that and say, well, that's salvageable. Yeah. Even though we've had people on the show say, well, yeah, that is, even if a, a morsel of an elevator is standing, that's uh, salvageable. Um, I mean, it's it's being taken down at, you know, with the blessing of the city of Buffalo. And just a stone's throw away from where that grain elevator is, the city of Buffalo is oh. trying to use eminent domain to protect some of the buildings in the Cobblestone District to... Two-story brick buildings, South Park Avenue, 110 and 118 South Park Avenue. And you probably know them, right by the arena in the Cobblestone District, right by the Cobblestone Bar. Same owner, if uh, I all my documents are up to date. I mean, things do change. But I believe same owner who wants to demolish these two buildings. Uh, they're the ones covered you know, in scaffolding right now. To make way for a 55-story condo and retail center. And the city, unlike what they're doing with the Great Northern Grain Elevator, where they said, just go ahead, take it down. They're looking to stand in the way and say, no, these buildings should be saved for preservation and redevelopment. 803-0930 with what you think about this. Joe, what what do you think about this? I feel about this the same way I feel about the Great Northern Grain Elevator. These buildings are an eyesore, and you know there are people that want to either put a business downtown or 
get this, live downtown. Downtown is uh, still up and coming. And, you know, the um, current owner wants to take advantage of that. And, I mean, there's just, in my opinion, and again, this is not as a developer. Uh, this is just as some idiot. Uh, in my opinion, uh, it's an eyesore. Tear them down and let's be productive. I, I, I feel that way about a lot of buildings that aren't currently in use. Now, Brian, I will throw this out there first. I'd love to do a walk around the abandoned, empty building before any work is done. You better wear a hard hat. I would, but I, you know, I, I'm obsessed with stuff like that. Walking through these abandoned buildings, I, I'd love to be able to walk in, take a look before they tore it down. However, it, it's time to move on. These buildings have been sitting and rotting for decades. Let's tear these down. Let's be productive. If there, if we, if we can bring people in business downtown, why the hell wouldn't we want to bring people in business downtown? Okay, so uh, you're saying you're the same attitude with the Great Northern Grain Elevator. Yes. And when it comes to the Great Northern Grain Elevator, I uh, I agree. Joe, I, I take it down. I wouldn't call it an eyesore, necessarily. I, I, I thought, you know, before it had the big hole blown into it, I thought it was fine. You know, fit in a big brick building, it was fine. The I roof could, was an eyesore. I couldn't have pointed it out The roof before the hole was put in it. I, I, and I think that's... Hundred percent. Most people, I think most people wouldn't be able to point it out right now. To, to be honest, um, the roof was a little bit of an eyesore, but the building itself, it was fine. Uh, but my big issue with that was I never, ever, 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 ever bought any of the arguments for reuse. I mean, if you're going to keep the structure, if you're going to fight, uh, if you're going to take the power away from the person who owns it in America, uh, you need to have a, a good reason for that and a good idea for reusing the structure. And nothing ever held water with me, Joe, when it came to the Great Northern Grain Elevator, for a few reasons. The building is just far too big to be used for, you know, like a little restaurant or something like that. It's a humongous building that doesn't have an obvious structure. It's location. And you can argue all you want about, well, they did it with Riverworks. I mean, look at everything going on. The Riverworks is on the other side of the street. You have to cross the big industrial train tracks and industrial General Mills site to get to the Great Northern Grain Elevator. I mean, it is, even though it's across the street, and you might say it's the same location, it is not the same location. So moving a bunch of people there is extremely different than it is for going to Riverworks. Uh, and the, just the site of the structure, the money it would take to rehab that into anything usable, would people use it? I just never saw a, a convincing argument that that could be reused proper, properly. We heard earlier this morning from Peter Hunt, who knows a heck of a lot more about this than either of us, Joe. And he basically said that when it comes to the Great Northern Grain Elevator. And he said similar things about these cobblestone buildings, that it might be too much to rehab and turn into something worthwhile. And I, I I take that in. You know, somebody who knows a few things about how much it might cost yes. to rehab the space, I get it. However, I am the complete opposite when it comes to the cobblestone buildings All right. as opposed to the Great Northern Grain Elevator. These cobblestone buildings are what make up a really cool, unique district in the city of Buffalo. It's a district that gets a lot of foot traffic. It has a 
pretty decent look if it weren't for the parking lots in between, which I'm not a huge fan of there being there. But you have these lower brick buildings that look very nice all together on cobblestone roads. It has a nice, unique feel. And you have businesses that are showing it can be you. You've got a comedy club there. You've got a music venue in there. You've got a, a bar and brewery in there, uh, most recently, right, uh, with what happened with the Labatt yes. house. That moved in to that general area. It's right next to the arena. There are people downtown. You've had the Cobblestone Bar there forever. There's a distillery uh, right around the corner in that area. There are people showing that these buildings can be successfully used for other purposes. There's uh, in the uh, 95, uh, was it 95 Perry? Um, that big bill with the mural on the side of it, a lot of offices. There's state right. offices in there. Uh, used to be the restaurant right in the bottom. It was very nice. It can be done. It can be done well. And as much as I love to see development in Buffalo, this is not the place I care to see a 55-story condo retail center right here. It's It does not fit with the rest of the neighborhood, which I think is a very cool thing that, again, not a lot of cities have. A lot of cities you can go to and see a brand-new 50-story building. That is not unique. And you can put a brand-new 50-story building in a lot of places downtown. What you get in the cobblestone area with the buildings, with the feel, is really only replicated in a handful of cool cities you go to pittsburgh you go to their warehouse district they've made use out of all those old places old brick buildings you got the original permani brothers you've got everything being used it's its own attraction people go there you go to some of these older cities they have something like this it's an older feel people go there to that part of the city the condo idea does not fit And while I'm all for tearing down the Great Northern Grain Elevator, because you cannot convince me there's a good use for it, these two two two-story buildings, it's been shown there's plenty of uses for that space if it's just rehabbed. And Joe, you mentioned eyesore. You know why it's an eyesore? And this was the Tim Thielman argument about the Great Northern. To an extent, he's right, but only to an extent. It's an eyesore because it's been left untouched and uncared for and there's scaffolding all over it to prevent it from falling down yes exactly if it's fixed up if it's like the other side of that block where the labat building is would you call the labat building an eye store no the labat building has been so make this like the labat building and i'm not asking you to the city of buffalo sure I, I think the city of Buffalo is going to uh, going to save it and then just let it wa- watch it keep looking like this for a few more decades. I don't disagree with you. I love the Cobblestone District, and you're right. What they did with the Labatt House, awesome. But this that doesn't mean this building is salvageable. We don't know what it's like inside. There's scaffolding so it doesn't fall in your head. We don't know what, what, what this building can and can't do. It doesn't mean just because the other buildings on the in the cobblestone were savable, and some of them still are crumbling as we speak, um, doesn't mean this one is. Now, yes, it is a cool look, and hopefully if they build something there, it could look like it fits it won't. with everything. It won't if it's a 50-story condo. You don't know that. Yes, I do, because there, there is not a 50-story. A 50-story building does not fit in with the 
two, three, and then on uh, Perry, 95 Perry, it is like a five or uh, yeah. so story building. 50, Joe, the, the tallest building there is seven it would, it would with be the Harbor tall, Center. It would be the tallest building in Buffalo. Now, right in the middle of the, that means that blows up the entire thing. It is no longer the historic cobblestone district. It's, it's a historic cobblestone no, district. No, it's not. With, it with, is the, with the skyscraper. It's the site of a skyscraper. Well, I mean, I will say this with the, when it comes to the retail. I mean, oh, phone's talking. I, I will say this about uh, the retail. I don't know what retail you're going to propose at the skyscraper when there are still empty places at Harbor Center. But that's a different discussion for a different day. But, I mean, really, <laughs> that's... Is there a, you said they could put the, the, uh, the building anywhere in downtown Buffalo. I don't know. Because the next place they want to put this 55-story uh, building, maybe Elvis touched it on his way to a performance at the Odd. Now, and then I have to hear a, a three-year debate about how we can't tear down this building with broken windows that has fallen to the ground because Elvis uh, touched it uh, or went to the bathroom there when he was visiting Buffalo for a tour. Now, that hits on, I think, a very important part of this thing, and that is the boy who cried wolf part of this. Right. The reason why I think it is so harmful to continue to fight in court over the Great Northern Grain Elevator is because of things like this. The reason why I think it is so ridiculous to argue in front of a court about the old bowling alley Volker's Lanes and prevent the owner of that building from doing what they want with it and instead letting it sit abandoned there, I think that is ridiculous because of this, Joe, because now people look at all the preservation arguments as being ridiculous, right? I mean, it is the boy who cried wolf argument to all this. I Here you have, I think, a pretty clear area that's... it's. Cool. It's unique. It is historic. It's been preserved. It's original, and it's being used. I mean, that's the important part. It's being used. The you can't say that about the Great Northern Grain Elevator. You you can't. Uh, you go to Volker's Lanes. I mean, come on. It's a square, yes. ugly building, just like everything but else. This building I know currently it was isn't alley. being used. It isn't currently being used, and but we don't know what condition this building's in. You can touch that building and kick another building that is being used. That's true, but that doesn't mean you should save this building. Because, again, I think if this building is saved by the city of Buffalo, it will just sit there in the state that it's sitting right now. Uh, on the line with us is a former councilman uh, in the city of Buffalo who represented that district, Dave Franzek. Dave, long time no talk. How are you doing? Yes, hello, gentlemen. You're doing a great job, I think. Thank I, you, Dave. I appreciate that. All right, Dave, uh, you've heard what's going on with these structures. Uh, what do you think about this, the eminent domain push by the city? I support it 100%, and I compliment uh, Councilmember Mitch Novakovsky for doing it. Uh, 30 years ago, I was the council member that 30 years ago, I sponsored the legislation that landmarked this property. Those buildings were uh, pre-Civil War, and they call it cobblestone, but they're actually Belgian block that are original to that community. And, you know, the industrial purposes are, are gone. Uh, but having said that, um, the current owner of the buildings in question, Mr. Carr, 
uh, I was under the impression is that he never had any intention of repairing those buildings. He's owned those buildings for probably 20 years, while other developers have done you know, very positive things like you just mentioned a minute ago uh, in, that, uh, in that particular historic neighborhood. So it was always my impression that what Carr wanted to do, Daryl Carr, was demolition by neglect. So that property could he could then have the property get get a demolition permit, tear it down, and have parking for Sabres games. He never had the wherewithal, in my opinion, to build a fifty-five story tower. He never had a pot to do you know what in. Uh, that was all uh, smoke and mirrors. The guy was uh, never had any uh, financial backing. Uh, never had any, uh, he wasn't like the big developers we know in the city of Buffalo. He was sitting on these buildings. He wanted parking. So, uh, you know, out of frustration, the city did the eminent domain. And I am firmly convinced because, uh, you know, uh, Peter J. Hunt on a show he was on, I don't know if he was on Brian's show or he was on, certainly on BEN recently, uh, he said that um, uh, Sam Savarino uh, was doing developers and Savarino has put his money where his mouth is. He's done, you know, developments all along the waterfront, certainly the Buffalo river with the new apartments. And Sam was developing one of the buildings uh, that were just, you know, facing the arena. And, uh, and he, he actually did fulfill it. So, you know, um, I am totally convinced. I, I'm not sure it'll be a Sam or somebody else, but once the city puts the building out for development that you will have developers willing to do that. You mentioned Pittsburgh, you mentioned, you know, you have the uh, Toronto distillery district. This is a very historic neighborhood. I'm very convinced that um, eminent domain is the right thing to do. And you will have a developer and you will get it out of the hands of an irresponsible owner, which you have right now. The distillery district, uh, Dave, in Toronto, if our listeners have been there, I think is a perfect comparison because it has somewhat of that similar feel and I that might be a little bit bigger in footprint I'm not 100 percent sure do you but yeah. that is I mean that is a very coordinated you have a lot everyone in that district is working together can that be accomplished in the cobblestone district in Buffalo do you think oh sure you know um I knew uh, a lot of the owners you know that where 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 car owns the buildings that you're talking about you was the historic site of uh, Ed Ronitsky's blacksmith shop. He died about 20 years ago, and you think, blacksmith shop? What does he do, like make horseshoes? But in fact, he was actually making um, uh, metal belts for NASA, the National Aeronautics Space Administration. You know, they had to be done by hand. And so it was a historic blacksmith shop that still made stuff for use today. And he died, and then Carr took over. And um, at one point in one of those buildings, there was an individual who was trying to put it. He had a bar and a distillery, like you pointed out. Um, and so um, it, it's a small enough footprint. It is smaller than distillery. Um, somebody will come in there. A developer will see the potential of it. You know, I've had fundraisers when I was in office in that district. You know, those guys that make that good gin, uh, you know, a couple of like near Columbia Street. And that whole area was going to be torn down for parking at one point and my law saved that area for redevelopment because you have parking and um you know what you need is to get drop people in there before the sabers games afterwards or or just any time and that's the kind of thing where people want to go and you know uh hang out in the city because those are the, that attracts people it's not just the generic type uh community or neighborhood 
it's a it's a it's a it could be a real commercial draw and a retail draw and a uh, mostly with bars and restaurants and things like that. So uh, I think the city is making the right move. Dave, let me ask you, because, you know, do you think in some of these instances, not this one, but in some that preservationists have gone just a little too far, and that's why you get people like me who think, okay, the city will get this building, and then we'll watch it sit there for another 20, 30 years. Do you think that's why that mindset is there, or am, am I just way, way wrong with this? Well, you have people on either extreme. You'll have extreme preservationists and extreme demolitionists. And it's for, you know, rational people to, to find something in the middle. You know, in my district, we had more demolitions than any district in the city of Buffalo because they had all these dilapidated wooden frame shotgun type houses that were decaying and had to be demolished. But on the other hand, I was the common council's most ardent preservationist, like, you know, there are people that said, tear down the central terminal. And, you know, I fought that tooth and nail. And I think they're on their way to, you know, to, to, to turning that around, definitely. So, so I was the strongest dem- uh, preservationist, but also I also advocated for demolition where it was warranted. I don't think it's cer- at, at all warranted in the Cobblestone District. Uh, uh, and so you, you just you look at what both sides are saying and you try to, you know, make a rational decision. And I try to opt for preservation wherever feasible. With with this building, do you think this building itself is is salvageable, that they could do something within this building, or would it have to be the kind of rebuild to match the buildings in the Cobblestone District? No, that would be like a reproduction. That's not the real thing. Um, you know, like I remember Larry Quinn was saying, well, tear out all those cobblestones. Look what they did in the South Sea Seaport in, in Manhattan, in southern Manhattan, when at that time that was kind of like a tourist area. And they pulled out the original cobblestones and put in new stuff, new pavers. And I said, well, that's not the real thing. That's like, you know, real Coke or fake Coke, Coca-Cola. And I said, we have the real blocks. Let's just, you know, brush them off and put them back in. So I think the originality, if it can be saved. Now, I've been in that building a number of times, not recently. Um, but, uh, and it's up to what the, uh, you know, uh, architects and inspectors say can be done. And as far as I know, they say it can still be definitely repaired, notwithstanding the neglect of the current owner, which I believe is a deliberate act of demolition well, by Dave, neglect. Dave, uh, thanks for the call in and, uh, appreciate talking. Good to hear from you again. Dave Franzak is former, uh, Buffalo Common Council member. We're talking about the Cowlestone District and redevelopment versus saving some of these buildings. Where do you stand? 803-0930, BMS and Beamer on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Eminent domain in the city of Buffalo. It's what we're talking about when it comes to the Cobblestone District. Brian Mazrowski and Joe Beamer here with you. We're taking your calls, 803-0930, 803-0930 to give us a call or send a text message in to WBEN. Um, and Joe, this is something that I think at its core, we both agree with. We've just like come out of it differently. Um, my biggest takeaway from what's being done here in Buffalo over the last several years is that it has turned into, when it comes to preservation, a you know, frankly, a boy who cried wolf yes. type of situation where I, uh, that's why I don't, I try and like weed through the noise. I don't listen to the noise. I, when people get, uh, when people up cry over stupid things, I, I try to not notice it that much and you can push back, but you can still see where they might have a valid point. For the past year, because it has been over a year now. It's uh, almost a year and a week to the day. The Great Northern Grain Elevator got a big hole blown in the side of it. And for the past year, I have kind of said, listen, I, just knock it down. Nobody's using it. Nobody is going to use it. Even if they wanted to redevelop it, there's no real good use for it. The location isn't right. The structure isn't right. The cost would be way out of whack. It just doesn't make sense. So, yes, sometimes it is time to move on. If it were the only grain elevator in use in Buffalo, maybe, or not in use, but you know, still standing in Buffalo, maybe it would be a little bit different. But it's not. So, go ahead and you know, tear it down. It doesn't. It is not worth. That's where it comes down to. It's not worth the fight. The now year-long fight, and I mean really going back to before the damage, years-long fight to keep this structure in place. On the flip side, you look at a building like the Central Terminal, and I would say it's absolutely worth the fight to keep it in place and keep the Central Terminal because you're never going to be able to replicate something like that. When they say they want to preserve Volker's Lanes... I'll sit here and say, why? What I get that you liked it, but you know, just like the uh, Great Northern Grain Elevator, that's cute that it was on the cover of a magazine a hundred years ago. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it should still be sitting here, and that we should go through this whole process in 2022. When it comes to the cobblestone buildings, I think it is totally worth saving. It's totally worth turning into something new to make it a part of what would be a unique attraction. Dave Franzak on with us last segment brought up the uh, district in Toronto. I'm I'm already forgetting the name of it. Distillery? The distillery district, thank you, in Toronto where that is an attraction in and of itself. One of the first times I went to Toronto – it was on the list of things we're going to do. We're going to visit 
the distillery district and go through some of the buildings. It's a draw to the area. We have something like this here. It is worth saving. It is not the right place for a 55-story condo building. And I think it gets clouded because people are so soon to point to, well, they just want to save everything. Because they are. But somebody has to be the grown-up in the room and weed through where it makes sense and where it doesn't. Yeah, you know, I, I look at this now and I look at the uh, the skyscraper. I'm glad uh, Dave Franzek called in. have a lot of respect for Dave. Um, so, Dave, thank you for calling in. I, I think my mind is tainted by the fact, Brian, that over the last two decades, you know, the things that I can remember over the last two decades, it has been projects just put on hold, right? I, I don't mean to be hacky here, but the go-to is Bass Pro. How long did we talk about that? It never happened. These projects, the Peace Bridge, which never happened. I hear about, we talk about the Skyway as much as we've talked about the Great uh, Northern Grain Elevator. You know, I mean, these projects that just, no, there's nothing that ever goes along with them. Now, over the last five years, a lot of that stuff has changed thanks to a lot of the developers in the area. But I think my mindset, and I think it's echoed by a lot of people in Western New York, as you can see by one of our texters, guys will be doing the same show in 20 years, which, hey, if we have that kind of job security, thank you very much. Um, but I, I think my mind is just tainted by the things that have gone, you know, hey, this is going to happen here and nothing. Um, the uh, Central Terminal is another great example. You have a beautiful building. You have tons of land. And we've heard, you know, things that could happen. This will happen. That'll happen. And still, it's nothing. You have maybe an event or two there a year inside where people get to go and, you know, relive the central terminal. But it's nothing's happened. And while nothing happens, these buildings do get weaker. They start to crumble. When nothing's going on, when nothing's happening, when these buildings are just sitting there to rot, it's an eyesore. And those buildings right now um, that aren't being used are an eyesore. Now, they have done some great things in the Cobblestone District. And I really do hope if the city is going to take these buildings from Daryl Carr, that it is a quick process, that we aren't still talking about this in five years. That I, uh, it's not like everything else. Uh, not everything else, but like many other examples in West New York. So I think that's my support is not to, to put I, I would like to see a 55 story tower. I'd like to see Buffalo need that and, and have a, a taller skyscraper. Don't get me wrong. However, I don't think my support is as much for the skyscraper as it is my questions of will anything get but done? But I, I think you're making the point without realizing it for eminent domain in this case, because if that doesn't happen, nothing will be done. It will turn into the Great Northern Grain Elevator. But there's and a chance it, that if Buffalo gets it, nothing will get done. But, but that is not the purpose here. There's a definite, I, I mean, it is for sure that if it doesn't happen, that nothing will get done because we're seeing it right now. We're right. seeing it fall apart. No, I understand that. I think, like I said, I think my, I, I'm just, my doubt comes from the, Big question marks that are still question marks decades later throughout the city of Buffalo. That's where my problem comes in. Again, it's not support for the tower. It's doubting that anything will come of this. I think it's something has to come of it and something will come of it. But you have to get it out of the state that it's in right now. Patrick in Hamburg, you're on WBEN. What do you think about these buildings? Well, I just think that 
you know, it's important to note that the only reason the city is going the route of eminent domain is the fact that the current owner of these buildings in question has been playing games with this situation for years and years and years, well over a decade, 15 years. You know, he's not cooperating. He wants them to rot. He's been through various housing court judges. He's literally forcing the hand of City Hall. You know, there is a comedy club in one of the cobblestone buildings. I think you mentioned. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. Thank you, Joe. But uh, the biggest joke of all is uh, somebody saying that they're going to put up a 50-story building. Don't (laughs) fall for the bait and switch. This guy is – I mean, if you followed this even – uh, at the little bit that I've been following this for over a decade, uh, this guy's a joke. Pa- Patrick, uh, thanks for the call. I do. I, I will back up to one point of this. I mean, honestly, what is more believable? What's more believable right now? That it is too... I'm I'm mixing up my question here, but what's it, more believable? It cannot be possible. A 55 story tower? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm, what I want to say is, it cannot be possible to tell me, and you will never convince me, that it is more cost effective to build the largest skyscraper in Buffalo, a 55 story building, including demolition, whatever site planning needs to be done, everything that would be involved in that, you cannot convince me that that is more cost-effective and is reasonable in the first place than simply fixing up these two buildings. You're telling me that these two buildings cannot possibly be fixed up, but, oh, I have it in my power to build a 55-story skyscraper. Yeah, I don't believe it either. Yeah, like I said, I do think there is demand for business in housing downtown. Now, I could say that and then be a complete hypocrite and say, well, there are Then empty, put some, put some empty, business and housing right there in, in the this building. Of, yeah, and there, there are empty storefronts in the Harbor Center, so maybe I'm just being a complete hypocrite. No, like I said, Brian, I, I don't think there will be a 55-story skyscraper uh, in the Cobblestone District. I'm almost, because of what I've seen, as certain that in 10 years we're still going to have these buildings sitting here in the way they are right now just because of what I've witnessed over two decades in Buffalo. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see, like I don't know said, how you could say that. How can you say that? That, that uh, based on what you've seen over the last two decades in Buffalo, these are going to be sitting here. If there's any one thing Buffalo has done, it's do a ton of things downtown. Harbor Center, 20 years ago, wasn't well, Buffalo here. didn't do that. Built downtown. It doesn't matter who did it. It's happening right here in Buffalo. You want okay, government building uh, buildings? They they built those stupid buildings at Canal Side, but they're up there. They got that stupid carousel. It's up there, yes. And, and they did something with the all of Canal Side. Okay, those, that's, all that's, that that's over the last five to ten years. But yeah, the, so how can you tell but me twenty and thirty years before that? It was like all the all these proposals. All the, the train's going to go all over Western New York. Never happened. All this stuff was going to happen that didn't happen. I think people are still. Tainted by thirty years, but there's as of much. Nothing. You're you're choosing to look at the negative, and I, I agree. There I think are a majority a lot of, people do. Yes, there are right. a lot of things that have been proposed, 
that have never happened. Yes. But you can look and equally. I think a lot of people. There are just as many things over that the, have happened. Over the last five, ten years, it's been a completely different story. And I have applauded that on numerous occasions. How downtown Buffalo used to just be, if there's not an event, there's no reason to be down there. It's not that anymore. However, I think it's difficult to take five or ten years of a sample and ignore the 30 years that happened before it. I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I, again, I'm not the biggest fan of the government saying, hey, it's ours now. I, I'm not a fan of that. But if they're going to do it with these buildings, I, I hope in five years we're talking about the additional uh, businesses on Cobblestone and not still talking about this building sitting here with scaffolding so bricks don't fall on your head. I mean, look at the Donovan building. It's right in that area. Completely yeah. redeveloped. There has been a, yes, there's been a lot of uh, of development in the Cobblestone District. It's fun. There's multiple things to do before a Sabres game, Brian. It's not like the old days where it was either Pearl Street or the Cobblestone Bar. You have things to do now. It's awesome. I love it. All I'm saying is I think I speak for a lot of people when, hey, yeah, five, ten years have been great, but we haven't forgotten that a lot of people in power have been in power for more than ten years, and we saw a lot of projects just simply disappear after years of talking about them. Again, the train was going to go to the airport. The train was going to go to Orchard Park. The train doesn't go anywhere. If you're talking about what <laughs> happens in, and the train is just a, I mean, that's just. It's my favorite example. But but it's, a, it's so wildly, completely different than what we're talking about. The uh, No, it's an example of a project that went nowhere. And but but this would that be was a never going to go nowhere. Again, you, 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 to, to compare things, it it has to be within this same realm. There are pipe dream ideas like extending the metro rail. That is just it is exactly well, that. that. It's a pipe it. dream. That was rehabbing the plan when they a building it. that's right next to other thriving businesses that is, is falling apart as we're doing is the show. not a pipe dream. It is not the same thing as saying I'm going to extend the metro rail all the way to Orchard Park. They're, they're, that's two completely different things. One is completely outrageous to think that it's ever going to happen. But that's what they said and when the they built the metro rail. simply redeveloping a building that, that happens the, every day. That, that was the original plan, was to build it more than just going downtown. That's not a pipe dream. They go, oh, let, that was the plan. The plan was to put that According all over. According to who? I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the plan. I don't think the metro rail's plan was, let's go six miles and call it a day. That was. That's what they built. Yeah. Well, that's what they built. I don't think... Uh, the, that was the, that the, was the 90 plan. wasn't supposed to stop where, where it stops either. <laughs> I mean, there's been a lot of things in this region that have just been half you-know-what, and I can't say the other word on the air. That's where people's minds are tainted. However, yes, the last decade has been beautiful for downtown Buffalo. But wouldn't there's you put a lot more to do. weight in recent history than what happened 50 years ago? That seems a lot more relevant. Yeah, and I, like I said, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope that it does go around the lines of everything else that's happened, and they find a developer— um, you know, maybe Dulles Jamal wants another building, and they find a developer that will do something with it. However, I have my doubts, and I don't think those those doubts. I think my examples show, and I think they're good examples of why those doubts exist in my head and a lot of people's heads. I'm not a negative person, so for me to have negative thoughts on something, there has to be a lot of evidence to back it up. I don't think they're great examples. No. I think a better example. I think you're right in having doubts. But recent history, uh, let's look at 201 Ellicott. Okay, the city wants it redeveloped. It was a parking lot. It's Now it's a different project, but at the end, it's developing a building. That took way longer, way longer 
than it ever should have. It was run by the city, the whole process. It took way longer. It's now a, um, you know, people live there. They've got some parking. It's got the Bray Miller Market in there. Um, big brand new building yes. next to the library downtown. It eventually happened. It happened. Okay. So. The vision eventually happened. It took way longer than it should have. It took maybe four more years than it should have. But it did happen. It wasn't as if like things just are completely and don't happen anymore. You know, like these projects That's... do happen, and sometimes they're tough. The Hofbrau House will stay in the same general area within a stone's throw. That took forever. It was originally planned to go on a different site. There's a lot of complications. Now there's another building plan for that same site in between what's now the Southern Tier in Harbor Center and the Donovan Building. Uh, but it's going to take a lot of time to get through everything underground. It, it's going to happen, though. Right. As opposed to what you're thinking maybe 50 years ago where okay. it just wouldn't have happened. The Hofbrau House eventually happened, and look at it now. It's amazing. Yeah, It's, it's in an old building. That never would have been used. I'm not, I'm you not would discounting have, that. You would have been, tell me I'm wrong, you would have said, knock it down. Yes, of course. And I've been <laughs> wrong. I was wrong about the Statler, too. I've admitted that. I was wrong about the Statler. I don't know if you're wrong about the Statler. It, it, it looks pretty. <laughs> have you been there lately? It looks pretty no, good. I haven't. Um, but let me tell you this. This is, this is the example I'm going to go with, and you'll probably laugh at this one. If you, for 30 years, don't pay a single credit card bill, but just start paying them for five, your credit score doesn't automatically jump to 750. And I think that's how people think about projects in the city of Buffalo. Yeah. But I don't think you should when it comes to this. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. This, uh, for, for once... Oh, to use your I, example, to use your example, the credit score of the owner of this building is like <laughs> negative a million because he's just owning a, a yes. building that's left to rot and hasn't done anything with it other than the one bar that's Again. in there. And all of a sudden, we're going to trust him to build a 55-story skyscraper. Well, yeah, I think... I think that's ridiculous, as, as you thought that the— That's more ridiculous to me than fixing up what's already there. I Again, I, I hope they do—to to go back on what I said in the first segment, I do think there's demand for business in housing. And if they could do it in this building, great, fine. And I, I usually have a problem with the government coming in and saying, hey, it's ours now. But if they have a plan in place, if they know they can find a developer, I'm all for it. I just don't think it's that crazy— to have doubts about it. I really don't. I think people who are critical of the city and their role in development and Find critical of eminent domain. I, I, I want to start there. Critical of eminent domain because this is America and I think you should be pretty critical of eminent domain. I mean, look what happened in Kenmore just the other week. They tried to use it for expanding the police station. There was that's pushback. Right. And they changed their plans. I mean, that's how government should work. It's how it did work. But eminent domain should only be used, I think, in very rare cases. I, I don't think you can say that they're overstepping their boundary with how you line up the two examples we talked about most today. The Great Northern Grain Elevator and these two cobblestone buildings. I, I think... You can reasonably look at the city's use of this and say that they're doing the right thing. They didn't go and try and do this when it came to the Great Northern Grain Elevator because 
and there as much talk as there might must be out there it's so historic it would be great to save it it's like oh it's a piece of our history everybody knows deep down just knock it down yes everybody knows deep down there's not going to be a reuse for it if it's up there it's just going to be up there everybody knows at the end of the day it's not worth going to that extreme and using eminent domain or something else to save this structure but they are going to step in here and it's not a reaction to say uh, critics like say oh we we do save something and by the way they're not you know stepping in to do this uh, necessarily with Volker's lanes or a lot of this stuff. this is where they're stepping in because they recognize this as an opportunity to have a really cool area in Buffalo you think the cobblestone festival that brings uh, hundreds and hundreds of people down there every single summer is going to happen in the shadow of a 55-story con. It's not. Well, I don't think we'll ever know. It's, uh, it, it, but, it, but you know what I'm saying? Like yes. They recognize that, and they're using it in this instance, and they're not overusing it. They're not using it to save every building. They're using it right here because there's a reason to. I, I Like I said, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they find a developer and they can do something awesome with this building. And again, I have nonstop applauded the city of Buffalo for what they've done downtown and, and how, how much progress has been made down there in the last decade. I think it's awesome and I will continue to applaud them. And hey, if I am wrong about this, which I hope I am, I will applaud that too. I'll, I've, I've admitted I'm wrong. I was wrong about the Statler. Hopefully I'm wrong about this. Um, and, and you know, I if we can preserve old buildings and, and make use of them, I love that because you look at all these cool buildings from you know the fifties and sixties that were torn down in the eighties and nineties. If we can do something with this, awesome. But I just I think there are plenty of examples out there to have your doubts. But prove me wrong, and I'll be happy. There's there's a solid reason nothing's been done with these buildings. We'll be back here tomorrow. Sure will. Beamaz and Beamer with you. Uh, David coming up after the news on WBEN. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 